since releasing this episode, it's been brought to our attention that we've been mispronouncing the name of the poem. It should, of course, be A Kite for Avine. Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Fiona Bennett. It's a real pleasure to be back with you this month. We've got a very special episode lined up for you this month. Um, because it is my friend Fiona Bennett sitting next to me. Uh, she has nominated a poem and she has done an exchange. And for you're blushing slightly now. You've, um, it's a Seamus Heaney poem mm. that, that you spoke about. Can you say a little bit about what it was like for you, having created this project in the first place, to then be inside of it uh, with a poem of your choosing? Yes, it was extraordinary, I have to say. Um, I think, to be honest, Michael, you know, a bit of me thought, well, it's good that I do this because we're doing this project and, you know, I should show up with the poem that's been a friend to me. And um, there were, as many people say, many people who come to the Poetry Exchange with the poem that's been a friend to them often say at the beginning of the conversation, there were so many poems I could have come with and there's always this, this moment of deciding. And I had that too. Uh, which friend would I bring, etc., etc. But I did in the end, I chose the poem that I chose because I knew that it was a friend to me and I knew that I didn't fully know why. And uh, I thought, well, this will be great to go and find out a bit more about what this connection is. Yeah, and then in the process of the conversation, I didn't. I kind of lost track of the idea that it was a project that I'd been involved with. The whole thing sort of just went very present tense, and uh, I was just there in the conversation with people about this amazing poem and getting a completely new, visceral kind of sense of what that friendship was about, which was really amazing. And even through to the experience of receiving the gift reading, which again. I slightly thought, okay, well, I'll get my gift reading soon and I know a bit about that because I've been making some of those readings for other people. And But of course, when it actually arrived into my phone and I was able to think about, well, am I going to listen to this now? Or when am I going to listen to this? And yeah, and choosing to take my gift up a hill and listen to it in a very particular moment and to be with that poem, with the voice of the person who'd yeah, really helped me to understand it again. It was an amazing thing. I'm very pleased you've told me. Um, um, yeah, I just think there's something really great about you being inside the project from that perspective. So without further ado, you'll be listening to John Preble and Becca Manley talking about A Kite for Ibin by Seamus Heaney, the poem that's been a friend to Fiona. be really wonderful to hear you read it for us uh, to bring the poem into the I would say room but into the air <laughs> A Kite for Ibin Air from another life and time and place pale blue heavenly air is supporting a white wing beating high against the breeze and yes it is a kite, as when one afternoon all of us there trooped out among the briar hedges and stripped thorn 
I take my stand again, halt opposite Anna Horish Hill to scan the blue, back in that field to launch our long-tailed comet. And now it hovers, tugs, veers, dives askew, lifts itself, goes with the wind until it rises to loud cheers from us below. Rises and my hand is like a spindle unspooling, the kite a thin-stemmed flower, climbing and carrying, carrying farther, higher, the longing in the breast and planted feet and gazing face and heart of the kite flyer until string breaks and separate, elate, the kite takes off, itself alone, a windfall. Thank you. Thank you. So to kind of start to, to, to talk about this poem, this friend of yours, can you tell us how you came to it or how it came to you? You said it's an old friend, but not very old. I sort of got two beginnings with this poem. Uh, it's a poem from James Finney's last collection, The Human Chain. Mm -hmm. I went to see him read and I bought the collection. And um, this did a curious thing. It did a thing a bit like a kite itself, actually, which was that it sort of caught me and I kind of went, oh. But I, I didn't, you know, it wasn't one of the ones where I really kind of hung in there to really but it caught it did catch me but I didn't particularly stay with it and then I heard it read again at um this fantastic evening that happened um after Seamus Heaney had died and a group of poets came together in the South Bank Centre and read made this extraordinary celebratory evening of his life and his work and this poem was read and yeah I think whatever it was that had caught me on the page caught me again mm. and it's yeah it, it's it's a friend that kind of you know like somebody does you know they sort of catch you and you think oh what's all there but you maybe don't initially explore yeah. and then an opportunity comes along for a second uh encounter it feels a bit like you were surprised by it the second time was it was there something different about it and the first time I, for some reason, thought that it was to do with death and that it was, you know, I'm, I don't know, mm. that it was sort of something going, being released in that way. And then, of course, I was hearing it at this memorial for him, but it was introduced properly by someone who knew him well. Right. Uh, and it's actually uh, for his grandchild. Okay. So it's actually kind of about birth and childhood, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then I suppose my ongoing relationship with it is something about something that I probably don't talk about very much, which is about birth and death. Um, you know, just to go for the biggies. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think I think actually even in saying that now i i think what's so brilliant about the poem is that it's so it's a single image and yet there's a history to the image so there's a present tense and a past tense but there's just one image really which is the action of a kite and a group of people but i think 
birth and death and all of life in between are mm. in there. Yeah, and, and, and physical, I love the physical, you feel the breath, or you feel the, you know, you feel the kite. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that's amazing that someone can do that. I just, in such a compact um, piece of writing, I'm really struck by just that initial catching that mm. you had with it. Mm. I just wonder if there's anything anything more about that moment mm. of really being caught by this. That's interesting. I, I wonder if in fact what happened was that I dived askew. You know, that it caught me and I deliberately didn't, mm. that I slightly looked away, in fact somewhere um maybe that's what i don't know that's what comes to me now it's the thought that i wasn't quite ready to really sit with what that possibly was asking me to sit with mm. at that time because it moves around and does have a past and a present and, mm. and all of this mm. it would be really interesting to hear you talk that through um those, those movements of past and present and recollection and, and so on. It's quite complex, isn't it? Mm. Um, because it f seems to be a present tense moment, but it's, it's a memory at the same time, I think. I, I presume it's going back to when he was a child, or not necessarily a child, actually, just when he was with a group, as when one afternoon all of us there trooped out. I love that. You see, I love mm. all the turns of phrase, trooped out. You know what comes with that is, is a thing of a group of people and what happens with a group and we're all going to go and do the kite thing and whether it's family or a group of friends. Um, and then I take my stand again. I th so I think that means, you know, he's returning to that memory so this could all be, it could all be memory, but somewhere, I don't know why, I interpret it that there's a present moment going on, and as the present moment is going on, he's partly in this memory and partly in the present tense. What strikes me as well is mm -hmm. there's a lot about who's there, mm -hmm. and it feels like this poem has goes from sort of there's loud cheers from us below and troop and all of us there mm. trooped out and I'm mm. picturing sort of big family walking childhood memory you know and then of course that's before we even get anywhere near the final line mm. which kind of takes off itself alone a windfall yeah I think that's um a lot a lot of the kind of ongoing love I have of it um, I just think that Im that image is just so great of that you know the crowd he actually called, does he call it a crowd no just loud cheers from us below but it's like you see a cluster of people mm. and yet there'll be one hand there is one hand on the kite so you've got this sort of you know this group energy and willingness onto the thing and then you've got somebody with it and then you've got the kite alone up there. Have um, you flown a kite? I have, yeah. 
And have you done it with a group of people? Um, I have done it with a group of people and um, I'm sure that that's also was probably in this moment of it first catching me was the memory of that feeling of um, flying a kite and um, I mean because to, to do it is quite tricky as well there's a whole thing mm. about um, getting it right because if you sort of don't have the right tension and everything and you've got to work with the person who lifts it for you and all of that mm. stuff um, so yeah I have a memory of, of it with my dad and and I and I guess other the whole family I would think and probably other people around too trying to get the kite to go up because it, it, there is an amazing sensation in the moment when you um, because you can have several attempts, you see, and it doesn't go up, you know, or it sort of goes and then dives mm. back down or whatever. But there, you know, the, that moment when it lifts off, that's the, that's that, and you know you've got it, and you've, you know, the relationship between you, it, the earth, the air, the person who's supporting you to achieve it, mm. is, you know, it's pure. You know, it's like riding a bike or. You know, it's like all those mm. things of the first moment of it all, you get, ah, that's it, I got it, that's it, we got it, that's it, it's off, you know. Um, I think something in the image of, of the group and the one is very dear to me. Mm. Mm. I mean, obviously, in his case, he's, you know, celebrating a, a child or a, a birth but there are so many other ways that we can be together to lift an idea or, yeah, to make the seemingly impossible happen. Can I ask, this is a bit, might be a bit of a strange question, but mm. when you read this poem, or perhaps specifically when you read it to us, mm. were you in it? Oh God, that's a really good question. I think in some ways I am the kite, yes. actually. Mm. That's what you sounded like. Sorry to, me. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Mm. No. Um, yeah, I think in some ways I'm the kite. Mm. And I suppose that's also because I think the thing, I think we all have, well, I don't know, but I've had a number of times of acceptance uh, you know acceptance of being being ultimately utterly alone which you know which has a connection to death I think as well you know that we are that's what we are and yeah that's the thing that you you know you visit that in a number of ways I think yeah I mean that can be a terrifying thing it can be mm. a terrifying thing when you really think about it and it can also be a joyful and liberating thing and I suppose this I think this poem holds both those mm. things it's not a simple image of liberation mm. although it is an image of liberation because there is a, I was just thinking about that there is still a connection isn't there with the gazing face and heart of the kite mm. flyer so mm. yeah there is like you say there is liberation but there is a connection to this mm thing below that's mm. gazing up. Because mm. the poem 
offers it offers itself to to you to 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 any anyone reading it to to find where you might place yourself and so many different places within it and people within it mm. and, and just just to hear you say that you think you're the kite mm-hmm. and to hear and to and to read this on the page and see the kite through all of those people and well. the dist- and the kite flyer there but the distance coming and coming until separate elate mm-hmm. the kite takes off itself alone it's quite shocking to me that I've said that I am the kite actually is it yeah it's quite shocking to me why why is it shocking I don't know, I don't know. It just feels like I can't quite believe that I've been having this close relationship with this poem and I haven't thought about where I am in it, if I am anywhere in it. I mean, mm. you know. Is that something that you feel that you've known about that poem? That connection with the kite maybe has been part of it? <laughs> along the way? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering now if that's also part of why I avoided it. You know, that's kind of... Uh, you know, a, a dimension of my mode of being is to be thinking about other people and not taking full responsibility for my own... what I need or what... Yeah, just not... Yeah, slightly kind of not putting that lens on myself sometimes and... which just feels like a constant kind of... <laughs> um balance and that make well it makes it a very particular and very special friend doesn't it because it's the friend that Mm. allows you to be the kite Mm. and that's not to say that in other times places poems you're not the group launching Mm, mm, mm. a friend of yours to be Mm. the kite but in Mm. this place yeah you've allowed yourself but maybe not without completely knowing it yeah. to be the kite yeah. yeah 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 I mean and I suppose that is you know that to be un, you know cut from the string as well I think something about the freedom of that space which is hard we're lucky aren't we if we get that ever It's joy, it's um, release, it's freedom. Yeah, I guess an understanding of the brevity of that as well, you know, will come down. (laughs) You You don't know where or when. Or how. (laughs) You came in knowing how much was held in this one image. And therefore, how much this friend holds for you contained in this image. I just wondered, what kind of friend does that make this poem to you? Yeah, I suppose the kind of friend who... 
they're amazing, aren't they? Those kinds of friendships where someone will be really connected to you and really, you know, really there, spooling and unspooling and, you know, on the end of the string or whatever, but will also, you know, go beyond, the kind of friend that will go beyond comforting, supportive, encouraging, stuff which is all really lovely and useful but actually to push you on you need someone who's prepared to cut the string a kite for ibin air from another life and time and place pale blue heavenly air is supporting a white wing beating high against the breeze. And yes, it is a kite. As when one afternoon all of us there trooped out among the briar hedges and stripped thorn, I take my stand again, halt opposite Anahorish Hill to scan the blue, back in that field to launch our long-tailed comet. And now it hovers Tugs, veers, dives askew, lifts itself, goes with the wind until it rises to loud cheers from us below. Rises and my hand is like a spindle, unspooling, the kite a thin-stemmed flower, climbing and carrying, carrying farther, higher. The longing in the breast and planted feet and gazing face and heart of the kite flyer until string breaks and, separate, elate, the kite takes off itself alone, a windfall. That was Becca Manley with the gorgeous gift reading at the end there. So, Fee, it was a few months ago that we recorded that now. I was just wondering if you had any further reflections on what it was like to to do the exchange or if, if it's changed the poem for you at all. I think what's been great about it is that it hasn't changed it. In some ways it hasn't changed it. It's just sort of amplified and kind of it's just filled out and it just carries on filling out with resonance for me that poem and I should also say I have bought a kite have you have you had a chance to fly it yet well yes I have it wasn't a terribly brilliantly successful flying should we blame it on the weather I think it wasn't the right wind yeah but wrong kind of wind you know it was a really wonderful thing to do and the day will come when the weather is just so Mm. and your kite Mm. soars Mm. well this month our thanks go to Faber for permission to use that fabulous poem Mm. and to Fiona Bennett for giving us her permission to use the beautiful conversation So yes, just a very big thank you to all of you out there listening for being there to listen to these episodes and for getting in touch and supporting the project in the ways that many of you are doing. If you are enjoying the podcast, it's great for us. It's a real help if you can give us a ratings and a review on iTunes 
and indeed just finding your way to share the podcast with other people. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all the usual places. But until next month, thank you for listening. <laughs>